Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, we're getting out another healthy podcast for you. So real quick before I dive into our latest guest co-host, I want to remind you guys, get those reviews coming in. I'm going to be starting to share a lot more of them on our fun little podcasts, so that way you get your name and your feedback out there. And let's be real, two and a half years now, I think we should have more. So I've got my little soapbox statement out of the way. (laughs) So without further ado, I've got a healthy influencer coming on today for you. Uh, She actually founded the brand Body and Soul Alchemy. Uh, It's a belief that everyone deserves to live a healthy, vital life, no matter what experiences or illnesses they have had in the past. And you know how much we geek out about healthy lifestyle on this show. Uh, But she's also a multi-multi-author and also has the brand The Superfood Alchemy Cookbook. She's got a community. She's been around the block. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jennifer Isolo. Oh, it's so great to be here, Scott. Pleasure. So we're having some fun already because we're obviously on video. We're on audio. And what some people want to do on a Friday or sorry, on a Monday at 5 p.m. is usually stop working. But clearly, you and I don't understand that. We're going to have some fun and work and have some podcasting. So, uh, so how's your day been? Uh, it's been great. Uh, I've been working on some recipes, doing some meditation. I'm drinking an adaptogenic herbal tea right now to keep myself revved up because after we get off, I have some more work to do. Mm. So, you know, so as a busy ends. entrepreneur, it's all about how are you going to get all those things in because we don't have nine to five jobs. So, What? It's not a nine to five job? <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't write a 24 books, I believe it is, in, in a nine to five job? What are you talking about, Jennifer? Uh, yeah, usually it's three weeks to two months per book. But yeah, when you're... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pause. Three weeks? You wrote yeah, a book in three weeks? Yeah, I've written a book in three weeks once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Color me impressed. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and let's, let's be real here. For people who have never heard of you or, or already know you, maybe remind, you, remind them about you, you've done other things. I mean, you're a trained chef. You're a graduate of the Institute of Culinary Education. You actually teach and work with other professionals. Um, let's let's dig into some of that. I mean, what's it like working with other professionals that are impacting our health and our well-being? Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you a little bit about this really special, almost magical coaching work that I do. So yeah. you know, I've had a long path to healing. Uh, my entire fe- family's morbidly obese. Most of them have passed from diabetes, heart attack, you name it. I had atrocious gut issues. I myself was was on the borderline obese. Uh, I was almost type 2 diabetic. And, um, you know, along my own health journey, I really healed myself through food and meditation. So it's always been about that mind-body connection. I just didn't know that, you know, I was in that world because I was doing yoga separately. I was cooking. And then at the age of 30, I decided to follow my dream to become a chef. And a lot of crazy stuff happened. I worked in New York City kitchens. I worked for celebs. And then I really got delved into the world of 
looking at food from a medicinal standpoint. So not hmm. just your everyday healthy stuff like spinach and kale, but going a little deeper and understanding how foods impact condition specific illnesses like thyroid, obesity, IBS, Crohn's, all this, you know, these horrible um, lifelong illnesses that people are suffering uh, from. Even and skin I, conditions, right? Like psoriasis. Yeah, and... psoriasis, the gamut. And I started working uh, for a nutritionist who's on the Today Show and I worked on her books and really got, you know, got interested in this. So I started writing for integrated and functional medicine practitioners. And some of them are chiropractors, some are naturopathic doctors, some of them are Chinese medicine doctors, and some of them are MDs as well. And this whole world opened up to me of, you know, how can you mix and blend? So that's where this idea of alchemy, where you see alchemy in my practice. So now I'm a coach for doctors, which if you would have told me 20 years ago, borderline obese, I had all these health issues that no, you're going to become a coach for doctors. My head would have exploded, but I work on mindset with doctors. And these are special doctors that are also entrepreneurs. So they're running their own practices. They're very active giving talks. They have platforms on Facebook. They're cash-based businesses too, because a lot of them don't take insurance so you know but they're the ones i feel that are at the cutting edge they're biohacking medicine yeah so a lot of them are doing really amazing things they're healing hundreds of thousands of people so you know what i came to realize is that if i coach these practitioners and i work with them and write cookbooks for them that is the greatest service i can bring because they're doing wonderful things and a lot of my practitioners some of them are OBGYNs, some of them work with autoimmune some of them work with chronic pain especially the chiros that i work with um so those are the circles that i travel in and i learn so much more i continue my education by working with these people and it's a pleasure to create food programs for them videos um, coach them I actually do media training with them to teach them not to be afraid on camera because most doctors <laughs> you stick a camera on them and they're like ah so it's, it's some people been are just, not used to the face-to-face -face, so yeah, digitally, just, digitally face to face right and it's just been like an incredible journey and an honor for me to work in this field and work with these you know, special people that I that I feel are visionaries. I mean, this is what's going to happen, at least I hope, in the future of medicine. Well, I, I love it because you and I chatted briefly before the show that I, uh, we don't really have a script for this show. I love to see it flow naturally. That's why you're a guest co-host and you're not being following some kind of strict, you know, bubbled, uh, you know, interview process because I love to see, I, I've, I've two and a half years now. I love to see what just pops up and we go different uh, wavelengths. And I, I love the fact that you and I started talking about how it's exciting to see that the fact you are working with MDs, but then there's, there's newer buzzwords out there, even though it's not really new, but okay, functional medicine, holistic medicine. There's, um, there's basically a tiered process. And uh, a lot of people don't know how to bridge the gap, right? So yeah. if we have to start high level, like how do you explain to people the differences between MD, Functional medicine versus holistic medicine. Sure, sure. So I think what most people are used to um, is going to a regular healthcare provider who's a regular doctor, MD, that you use health insurance for. Um, and a lot of them are great. Some of them do integrate certain practices like food or herbs, but a lot of them are you know, people that are prescribing meds because it's the law. So a lot of people don't realize this, that if they take insurance and you have an ailment by law, they must prescribe. 
So part of that is just the onus on them that they have to offer you a prescription and you can decide whether you want to take it. Now, integrated doctors, some of them still take health insurance. So by law, they still have to write, you know, the script. But they're doing more things like trying to get you into yoga or maybe they're teaching you mindfulness or meditation and they're they're touching more on food, but they're still in the kind of the old fashioned healthcare system that we've set up. And then we've got functional. So functional medicine practitioners are all about root cause resolution. So when you get a pill for something, it's just dealing with symptoms, but you don't deal with what's causing the headache. You're just dealing with the pain of the headache or you're not dealing with What's causing you to have that gut rot every day? Is it that you have some parasite in there? Regular doctor will just give you medicine to usually deal with the symptoms where functional medicine will take a battery of tests and get to the root cause. Now, since a functional medicine practitioner typically does not want to take insurance because they don't believe in necessarily prescribing meds for chronic illness, they do believe in emergency care and medication when you need it, but not for chronic illness. The way you heal chronic illness is through lifestyle. So I work with integrated and functional medicine practitioners. Some of them are also MDs and some of them are more on the holistic end. So holistic is Chinese medicine, which is an ancient system that basically follows the functional medicine practitioners of food, lifestyle, herbs, mindset, same with Ayurvedic doctors, and then also people that are called naturopathic doctors that follow a similar path. So they're less likely to prescribe allopathic meds. But the only case they really might is if you have like a really rotten parasite and there's no other way to get rid of it except for antibiotics, Hmm. some kind of extreme, or they would send you to emergency care should you need it. So to me, this kind of doctor that's really looking at lifestyle to correct the root cause of the illness and not just address the symptoms, they're kind of like detectives. So they might do a gut test. They might check to see how well your metabolism, they're going to see if you have mercury. So they might do a battery of three or four tests and I had mine done and it was eye opening. I had like a, a thing from chicken in my stomach from when I was a chef that was causing me to be exhausted. It was called Campobacter. So they do something called a GI map to see what the heck, what kind of bugs are squiggling around in your gut. And I got mm-hmm. my metabolism tested and everything else. Yeah, I got my epigenetics. Good bugs and bad bugs, right? Yes, yes. And that's part of something called the microbiome. So a lot of these doctors follow what's going on with your gut bugs. You know, if you have an imbalanced gut, you're going to have too many bad ones. And that could be causing Crohn's, that could be causing psoriasis, that could be causing headaches or even depression. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a regular doctor, they might just give you a drug to deal with the depression without looking at what's going on. I call that the the pharmaceutical band-aid is my little term I use for that because they... They didn't take the time because, let's be real, The and I have friends that are MDs, and they've admitted to this on past shows. They said, listen, we were never trained in nutrition or healthy lifestyle. You're trained on identifying the symptom or the issue, and then obviously treating the symptom but not the actual root cause. I think many MDs at the root probably wanted to eventually get to that level, and they just unfortunately due to the systems and the protocols never got that far, and they fell into that. Yeah. yeah, and you, ha- you have to be sympathetic to that because um, yeah. medical school is a hell of a lot to get through. But you can think of a regular doctor as more of like dealing with emergency care and mechanical things. And then I feel like everyone should have two doctors, integrated and 
uh, regular Western MD. Yep. So you had, and that's what I have. And, you know, I just pay out of pocket for the integrated one. I don't care. And, you know, sometimes the gut tests, they, those tests weren't expensive. I, I spent maybe $600 and to find out that I actually had gluten sensitivity where I went to my regular doctor, their test does not reveal because that's not the correct test it was huge for me. Cause once I got off gluten, I basically turned back the clock on my skin five years. My muffin top went away. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, is, am I gaining all this weight because I'm in my 40s now or what the heck's going on? Yeah, is it my I, take it to the, I take it to the full level that, I mean, this is me and I've tested this on a lot of people too, that grain just does not belong in the body. There's no nutritional value to it. And I keep finding t study after study after study and result, result, including my own self. Like I stopped drinking beer two years ago. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that, okay, beer derived from grain, even alcohols like bourbons and, and whiskeys and stuff are derived from grain, but due to like the distillation process, it removes those impurities. There's no chance of things like gluten, for example, to even survive right. in that environment. Right. Granted, it's still an alcohol, still a toxin, right? So... You, know, you have to look at that. That's not tox toxicity. Yeah, it, it can be used medicinally, but when you use too much of a medicinal food, it can become a poison too. Mm -hmm. So that's what I tell people. And in terms of grains, you know, I run nutritionals all the time because I've worked for Atkins. I've done ketogenic diets. Mm -hmm. I've done every diet under the sun, and I want to know what's in the recipe that I'm creating. So when I run nutritionals, nuts and seeds have more nutrition than grains. Yes. Less calories, less carbs. You know, you don't have to eat as much as of them to get the manganese and magnesium and all those vital nutrients that people claim. Well, it's true. They are in grains, but you have to eat an awful lot. The other thing people don't know about grains, and, you know, you can enjoy them as long as you're going organic, but a lot of our grains are not the ancient grains that people in the farming culture used to eat. The other thing is people like hundreds of years ago used to move their bodies and we're not doing that anymore. So we don't need all these carb heavy foods all the time. Well, and also so we were hunter gatherers, not gatherer hunters, right? So that changed, you know, over the years. So yeah. So there's a lot of factors to consider when you, if you are considering keeping grains in your diet, but it's not something that I typically recommend. Well, and the other thing is, even if uh, I agree with the gluten concern, but I'm actually really excited to see the science progress and eventually we can take a position. I'm, ex I'm excited to see this happen. I don't know if you've actually really dug into this deep, but I truly believe because I was a farm kid that I know when I was a kid, we didn't do a lot of the stuff that we do today to our soils and the crops and everything else. So I believe that, without having your experience, that it's interesting if, if we dug deeper, is it just the gluten or is it what we put on those plants, which has yeah, survived so the process, right? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what the deal is with gluten. No, it isn't a myth. More and more people are having issue yeah. with it. And there's two reasons why. Well, probably three. So the first reason that almost everyone may have issue with gluten is because gluten is found as a protein. It's a combination of two proteins found, found in wheat, rye, and barley. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those crops are sprayed with an extremely dangerous pesticide called Roundup that has glyphosate in it, which tears your intestinal lining to shreds. So this is why you have things like leaky gut when stuff gets on outside the intestinal lining because your intestines aren't that thick and it causes like a fungal infection. Mm -hmm. And this causes brain fog and bloating and all kinds of issues. Um, the other issue is that wheat specifically in this country is farmed to have 100 times more gluten. And gluten is a very 
sticky substance. That's what gives bread its kind of chewy bounce, mm -hmm. which is good in a way, but bad for our intestines to try to digest because it's like glue for us. Well, and it wasn't always that way. We modified the crop. Back to your Big point, connection on ancient, right? Big it's, time. Yeah. So it's a hundred times removed from the traditional grain that we used to grow in this country. Yeah. And that happened in the span of maybe 30 years. So this is why you're like, oh, my parents never had this. Well, they weren't eating the wheat that we're eating. And then the third thing is you have something called autoimmune deficiency, where your body gets so inflamed and so stressed out that it starts to attack itself. Mm -hmm. So I have something called gluten sensitivity, where it's just like an allergy and I get bloat or an allergic reaction. But if you have gluten sensitivity and you keep eating it, you can throw yourself into celiac, which is an autoimmune version. Yeah not being able to have gluten and have the your own antibodies actually attack the lining of your stomach and tear to shreds, just like the glyphosate. And why this is an issue is because there's these little hairs inside your intestine that pick up all the nutrients. And those hairs are called villi and they just get blown away. So this is why people who have undiagnosed celiac disease have low iron, low vitamin A, and they can't figure out what the heck's going on. But the problem is with Western medicine is because the cheaper test that's covered by regular your regular doctor doesn't isn't enough to find out if you have an intolerance it only charts one of the proteins and there's hundreds of many proteins inside gluten so you have to go to an integrated or functional medicine i i call it the gi map i know they there's other terminology for it but that's the one that i took to really find out if you have if you suspect you have this you yeah. need to be on top of it now my husband doesn't have it and I don't want to deprive him of his his blessed bread. He grew up in Germany and he still drinks beer. But we, you have to go organic. Go to Germany and enjoy it and then come back. I wish. Right? Yeah, it's I like, wish. Yeah. But no, but I, you know, I still let him have it. But we do all organic because mm -hmm. organic wheat is not allowed to be spray sprayed with Roundup or glyphosates. Yeah. So, but you, but you, you know, made a valid point earlier, right? If you had a choice, are you taking the nutrient density approach? And that's like, again, seeds, nuts, like a macadamia nut could crush you know, a grain when it comes to the benefits Could crush a fourth cup of grain. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's like the one-to-one. That was one, a great so. ratio connection. I love that. Yeah. So Yeah, because I run nutritionals all day. Like, I know. So. <laughs> Real quick, let's define that. You said that earlier. Nutritionals, uh, is that just a generalized statement for basically the testing that you're evaluating or – when you say no, so yeah. So what I do is when I work for companies and I work for doctors, I create a recipe in my mind, and then I have a program that PhDs in nutrition use to actually input the foods, mm -hmm. so I can see the macronutrients, which are fat, fiber, and protein, and the micronutrients, which are all the like B vitamins, D, iron, all that good stuff. But I know exactly what's in food. So when people will say silly things to me like "This is low carb," I'm like, "No, it isn't," or "This is keto." I'm like, "No, it has women." way too many carbs and not enough fat. So I actually see the physical numbers. So I know the direct percentages of how much, you know, vitamin D is in something or magnesium or beta carotene, which turns to vitamin A in our bodies. So when somebody makes a blanketed statement, like a lot of people think broccoli rob is a superfood and it is not. It has maybe a tenth of the nutrition of grain. It's of, tasty. Of kale. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I love it and nothing against it. You can have it. But if you, you want to choose between spinach and kale, you're going to go those routes. Broccoli Rob has almost nothing in it. So you can't just think because a grain, so a grain, listen to me, a food or a vegetable is bitter or tastes like this. It has this nutrition that's not true. And I mean, you can Google these things, but every data bank, like the one I use is USDA approved, is what PhDs in nutrition use. So, you know, when I'm looking at nutritional profiles, I really look at the benefits versus 
you know, the things like, you know, if I'm looking at something like a grain, you have to eat a whole cup of grains to get the same thing and a handful right. of nuts. And the other thing is a lot of our nuts haven't, I think, been contaminated in the way that grains have been. Oh, not the nut that I so, enjoy. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the pilly nut? <laughs> yes. Yes. I had, to, I had a founder of Eat Pilly Nuts on the show over a year ago, and I became obsessed because, again, to your point, uh, the manganese, the magnesium richness of that, it's off the charts because they're grown in volcanic jungle soils in hundreds of years old trees in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, nut the, is amazing. Yeah, and the problem is our soil is so stripped of magnesium and what people don't understand, this is why all the hubbub about magnesium you might see in different health circles, our food doesn't really have a lot of magnesium. Not anymore. We've, we've part of the term, raped right. our soils. I mean, just destroy yeah. the Yeah, so it's density. really important and, nut, and seeds and nuts have very high quantities of that nutrient. And I also do supplementation for myself. And once I started supplementing, my stress levels went from up here to down there. So it's really important. That's a, Mag that's magnesium a, supplement right here. Yeah, that's a nutrient that rules the health of your immune system and how calm you are and how your brain functions. And people that are depressed are extremely uh, low in magnesium. So people think depression's like, oh, because you had a rough childhood. It's a lot of it's dietary. Oh, so absolutely. I totally agree with you that your stress levels drop. Your again, not not being. I I, I studied psychology when I was in, in the university. I don't have a PhD in it or anything, but it's just. I guess why I geek out about mindset, brain health, everything we've already talked about already. You're talking about, okay, gut health, totally tied to your brain health. Okay, they are communicating each other 24-7. So if one is on the down low, it's going to affect the other. You, you actually said it earlier in the show, brain fog. Okay, all right. What are you putting in your body? How are you feeling it? What's happening there? You just said about uh, magnesium. I learned from, uh, you familiar with Jack Cruz, the neurosurgeon? No, but oh, that God. sounds like someone I would like. Oh yeah, I, I, he, his is the to this date nobody has beaten his downloads or his sixty thousand watches on just one of the YouTube videos that I, I aired from the podcast. God, I was I just re-aired his show to episode two fifty five uh, last week. Okay, because, I'm going to go back and listen to it because I'm fascinated with, no, with brain. Health. Don't judge the podcast quality because it was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, the, no judgment. The production no has improved a little bit. The the, the the webcams and everything too. But Jack just. Somebody at your level would just love it because I actually joked around later after that episode. I remember I was like, hey, Jack, we got to work on you just, I don't want to say the terms dumbing it down, but just making the knowledge more approachable because I think a lot of people are afraid to do the self-study or take the responsibility for their own health, become their own inner physician. A colleague of mine uses all the time. I love that statement. Become your own inner physician. And some people are afraid when they, they meet somebody like Jack or they watch one of his videos or hear a podcast of mine. It's like, oh, my God, that guy is off the charts intelligent. But yeah. one of the biggest things he taught me two years ago was one, I'm wearing blue blockers today, two, water light magnetism, three core principles of the body. He's like, you can geek out about nutrition all you want, but he's like at the cellular level. He said, magnesium is an essential fuel, for example, for the power plants of your cells, which is your mitochondrial health. And I was like, just blew my mind. <laughs> so I yeah. love mitochondria. I love talking about that. Yeah. And it's, you know, you find these like really special gurus. And, you know, when you were saying about the inner doctor, like I was thinking of one of my gurus, Sachin Patel from Living Proof Institute. And he's so brilliant. He's like, you are the doctor of the future. And he says it over and over and over again. And, you know, he's totally into this like hardcore geek out stuff, but he's really into mindset. And also that you have to have some kind of emotional or spiritual practice, which I think is very important too. Well, I like you just hit on so, there. Is that part of the reason why? Because two of the core brands, I can do some screen sharing actually. We've been slacking here. Uh, oh. <laughs> you've got two core sites, right? You've got Body and Soul Alchemy, you're coaching, 
and you have the the superfood alchemy. So just real quick, because I'm a marketing guy, the keyword of alchemy here, you've carried it across your brands. Is that part yeah. of this? You talk about the whole blending, the, the yeah, science Yeah, that's of it what, all? you know, alchemy, like I started studying uh, ancient alchemy about five years ago because I plateaued out in my yoga um, my awesome yoga, yoga practice and I've been a yogi for almost 20 years now. So alchemy kind of teaches you how to blend things in a way to make them more powerful. Okay. I think that's very attractive to people who are in high performance, biohacking, these doctors I work with. So the book website, Superfood Alchemy, teaches you how to dovetail things like adaptogenic foods with plant-based uh, recipes and crystals and essential oil for beauty care and meditation. But the way the book is set up is you cook your way through these really important energy systems, which also have all the super important glands, hmm. like the pituitary gland, your thyroid, your th thymus gland, your microbiome. I talk about the microbiome in that, but I also talk about you digesting some of the upsetting emotional things that have happened to your life. Because what I find is that healing has to take place on many levels. So in this book, I teach you how to heal on all three levels. You heal on the body, the emotions, and the mind. And it's all about how do you dovetail them together to make it simple because we are all super busy. So it's how do you bring these practices together? And that's the alchemy piece is that in alchemy, what you learn is one plus one can equal four. Hmm. Or in this case, there are three practices. One plus one plus one equals 10,000. So if you're healing your gut and you're using the adaptogenic foods for your gut, Take a minute to think about, was there a time where you didn't trust your gut instinct? Yeah. So that's what I teach in the book. So on my um, coaching platform, which is Body Soul Alchemy, you know, where I coach a lot of practitioners and entrepreneurs, you know, it's really just about teaching them first to deal with emotional health. That's a huge one. And then we dovetail those other two pieces together. And a lot of my practitioners and people I work with have the foods somewhat tapped down. Maybe we need to sprinkle some herbalism or adaptogenic foods, but a lot of them are lacking in meditation and mindset. And a lot of them have emotional trauma because they've healed themselves of a lot through their lives, but they're still holding on to a little piece of that trauma. So that's where I work, you know, privately with a lot of people. We're all clients. guilty of that, aren't we? Of course. Yeah. And you know, healing is like an onion. It has layers. Yeah. And you continue to heal and digest things as you mature spiritually, intellectually, as a as an entrepreneur. I mean, being an entrepreneur is so damn hard. I've you know, I've been in this world for 15 years and you know it's a rough road, but it's also a developmental experience and you learn how to spend your time and who to connect with and what mistakes you've made, where to invest your money. And this is also just about understanding how these energy system works, you know, following your gut instinct, listening to your heart, not teaming up with someone that doesn't make you feel good in business. So, you know, the book oh, is how just, often does that happen? <laughs> oh goodness. I've been through that, but you know, the book is just really explaining to you how those mechanisms fit together, because I think that's really what holistic health is about. It's not just about doing separate things. It's about understanding the energy centers and treating them with the full care, the holistic care. I love that because, again, you and I joked around about that real quick before we started the show that, uh, you know, I, I've chosen three key words for, the, for my format, right? We fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle, because I have found over the years that everybody that I've ever talked to seems to struggle with that, okay? Healthy lifestyle, very common together. Uh, take care of your health, you have a better lifestyle. You just hinted at entrepreneurship, right? The business component. People so often sacrifice their health and their lifestyle to achieve a certain career success or entrepreneurial success or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, but then you could have millions of dollars. And I forget who gave me this years ago, this scenario years ago, but I, I will never forget it. He said, listen, 
you're you're a billionaire one day, and you're unfortunately hospitalized, and you can't leave your bed. He's like, so what are your billions worth now, right? Because you sacrificed so much along that path. All you achieved was a monetary monetary value. What happens to your spirituality, your mental state? You know that everything you need to have balanced. So it's very interesting perspective, and I'll never forget that. Yeah, and the one thing I do when I work with coach people and work with practitioners, I usually find that one sore spot. Because when I said I work with emotions first, I figure out where the biggest drain is and I plug that up. So that's the thing. And sometimes if you just deal with the one or two things, and if you're a you know a, a millionaire hustler, well, it's not even millionaire anymore. It's like whatever, billionaire hustler shaker, and you've got one thing where you never, you know, you had this fight with your dad and you never rectified that. Mm. And that's affecting your physical health, your paradigm for making money, your sense of security, so many things. So in the coaching practice, I go for the emotions first. The book is more of a manual for attacking that specific area. So that would be your heart chakra or your heart engine. And, you know, I I work with people to understand where that biggest energy suck is. Now, it's hard when you're an entrepreneur because you got it. Sometimes you have one or two or three. But sometimes if you could just tweak the food or just tweak the mindset, it's enough to give you enough energy. And then you also start to think, what can I let go of? What are the activities I'm doing that aren't serving me, that aren't making money, that aren't serving my business? Mm. It is tough, though, because as entrepreneurs, we have to worry about social media. I mean, sometimes just doing promo for yourself is a full-time job. You know, but uh, your point on that, though, I've coached on this. I've even had to have this come. My fiance, she's an entrepreneur. She's a equine uh, horse vet doctor so oh. uh, and, and doctor of chiropractic. So she's very into the wellness side of things. And I'm excited to help her grow that side because I noticed that she's more passionate there. I mean, she obviously was core trained in medicine. But thanks to the additional education in chiropractic, uh, you know, she's taken it to a different level. And she doesn't enjoy the medicine side of it as much anymore. She enjoys the healing side of it. So it's just like we're talking about here, obviously with animals. Uh, but and uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with equine therapy. I have a couple friends who do it, and it's yeah. amazing. Well, she was just over in New Jersey because we live right here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I think you're a Jersey girl. I'm right? in Hoboken, yeah, but uh, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, so I've, I've been in Hoboken of... many times. So ah, okay. Uh, but the but she was just over at some conference in New Jersey, and and she loves stumbling across other doctors who have started stumbling across chiropractic education like she has or a year and a half ago we went down to south africa to a conference and one of the pieces of equipment they trained us on was uh was a was shock therapy but it wasn't like like you know i'm not shocking you but it's called shock wave so it's like taking sound waves at a much different frequency and literally healing the tissue without preventing surgery preventing the ability of having to actually send that horse or animal off for actual cutting and she was so excited by that. We she added that to the practice because if she could prevent an animal from being cut open, that's that's a big step in the right direction. So she was willing to research that further. So we had a lot of fun with that. Um, but it's funny how that is transcends from the human world into the animal world too. There's all these people like her or human doctors who want to heal, want to help people or animals get better, and. You know, pharmaceuticals aren't always the answer. Uh, I, I earlier in the show yeah, you said this, and, and it's <laughs> about finding like alchemy. It's about finding the right blend for the best healing that's the least invasive and hurt. You know, you you really want to respect the whole organism. So that's why I always, when someone comes to me and they they have a lot of stomach issues, I know that they're probably people who do not follow their gut instinct, and that they have something at home that's turning their stomach literally emotionally 
or you know they 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 don't have a sense of power they're with a partner who's just steamrolling over them all mm -hmm. the time there always is some kind of correlation like that sure there's mechanical shit things sure there might be a food sensitivity or allergy yeah there might be a parasite or something going on with you know unbalanced microbiome gut bacteria but there is a strange, interesting correlation between the two. And it's true with our relationship with animals is that animals can help heal us too. I mean, they always talk, I have two little French bulldogs and anytime I'm feeling stressed, I take a break, pick them up, pet them. I mean, I do, you know, oh, I'm yeah. very fortunate to be able to work at home to do that. But, you know, we, we're part of our environment and this is also why we can look to animals to heal us emotionally and plants to uh, heal us physically. I, I love the dog connection because you, you might have barely overheard Calvin earlier. We have Calvin the coonhound in the next room, and, and he likes to bellow from time to time. I think he just waits till I'm on the show. Uh, <laughs> but this microphone is so good, it never shows it never shows up on the show, so I'm all right with it. Uh, but sometimes you might hear it. Anyway, the, uh, he dogs especially are, are definitely healers. You know, Even though he's standoffish and he likes to be his own man, uh, I, I recently – well, actually before me, back at Thanksgiving – uh, we found that he started limping, and he's 10 years old. And one day he just stopped using the leg. He was yelping, and she spent a lot of money <laughs> getting orth you know, orthopedic analysis done and everything else, and we found that uh, uh, he, he had conducted can – he got cancer. So cancer was eating away at the cartilage oh. in his elbow, and oh it was gone. So he was too painful to use it. And we had a decision. We're like, wait a minute. We're both like crazy adrenaline junkie lifestyles. We want to travel – and we love our dog. It was actually her dog before it was my dog. So we became my dog through the relationship. And we said, you know what? He's 10. He's still spunky. Let's go for it. So we, we turned him into a tripod. He, his, he no longer has that front leg. And now he's just as crazy as he's ever been. <laughs> he beat cancer. No chemo was needed. Because we, animals just yeah. released it. You know, they haven't experienced. They're not like us thinking back to win but you know if, if you do an animal wrong they'll remember yeah. but animals have this very elastic emotion you know that one minute my two frenchies are fighting over a toy and they're biting the heck out of each other and next minute they're <laughs> kissing and snuggling in bed so <laughs> it's yeah. you know we need to learn to be more like that but they're just really good for calming your nervous system and anytime you have stress and you know, just to have that love and that energy around you is so important. And it's important in your relationships too. And a lot of times the emotional work I do is about this energy center where the thyroid is about communication. And that's how you're able to heal a lot of those emotional issues that cause stress hormones to greatly impact the body. So there is a direct link. It's not just woo, even though I love the woo, I'll tell you right up front, but that is one of my know, top five strengths from strengths finder 2.0, the book. So uh -huh. actually that's my number one strength. Oh, that's my husband's too. Woo. <laughs> is he in sales and marketing or anything? Yes, he is actually. <laughs> Gee, I wonder he does why. Marketing and websites for integrated and functional medicine practitioners. We work with all the same people. There we go. We're very so. aligned on that. But yeah, he's woo is a big one for him. Now, and mine do you is have empathy. woo at all? And you have empathy. No, I don't have woo. I have empathy is my number one, unfortunately. See, that's a powerful it's strength. That's a very powerful ugh. strength. It's a lot of work because people cry on my shoulder, but well, I see, get to draining. hear all the juice. Yeah, that's, that's see, <laughs> back, back to the energy alignment. And this kind of connects yeah. on Calvin too. It's like, I, she, so I was actually in the hospital recently. I've never been hospitalized. And uh, I accidentally collapsed a lung. So uh, I, I mean, I'm like, accidentally collapsed a lung. What were you doing? Were you skydiving? 
No, and I love skydiving. I skydived over New Jersey, actually. I used, I've skydived around the country, and no, not doing any of my crazy stuff. It was just like I'm wearing a CrossFit shirt right now. It was over the holidays, and I, I had just displaced a, a rib, just moved a little bit in, in cartilage alignment in my back enough to affect my breathing. And I did it years ago when I was serving as a hotshot uh, as a firefighter out west. So I knew exactly what the injury was. I felt that I, I had memory. I'm like, oh, I know what this is. But the, my chiropractor, I'm a, I don't go to MDs. I have chiropractors and everything else. So you and I are on, on alignment there. And I knew that only she could fix it. But I had to wait a couple of days until she was back in because she left for the holiday. And I'm not going to go to somebody I don't use. <laughs> so I just gave it a couple of days. I went, I mean, I started chugging bone broth and my anti-inflammatory processes. Uh, I'd been putting off trying igloo cryotherapy. So I'm like, you know what the heck, let's go try that out. So I did some, you know, cold thermogenesis type stuff. Um, I went for deep tissue massage to help loosen that area up. And then boom, went to the chiropractor. She put it right back where it belongs. Everything felt great. What I didn't know those few days was that I'm six foot four. Yeah, you can't, I'm standing at my desk right now, so... I didn't realize that apparently if you're a tall, lean athlete and if you're sent into fits of convulsive coughing, like your diaphragms is slamming your lungs, um, you could pop in a VOLI. And if you pop in a VOLI, that air is released, sent to the surface of the lung, it creates a blister. The blister is called a bleb. If the bleb pops, you release your own air into your chest cavity where your lung needs to be. So you actually self-collapse your lung. Had no idea. I thought I was just getting a chest cold. And then I had it that way for three weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone's trying to call me. Let me you get are rid of this. Popular. That's okay. I know. Oh, this is so annoying. I don't judge. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. That's okay. I gotta like unhook my phone from the uh, my computer. Oh yeah. That. See, that happened to me during a podcast <laughs> about a year ago, and it drove me crazy. And I had to figure out how to deactivate it because I use Google. <laughs> I have used Google Voice, and if you happen to have that browser open, then Google lights up, and it's crazy. So. It's okay. You know what? I'm going to put do not disturb on my phone. That'll fix that. Um, anyway, sorry about that. So my husband's very tall like that. He's 6'5". And is he lean, um, though? He's, uh, yeah, he's extremely lean. He's like a 33 waist yep, and maybe 170 pounds. How much? 175. Wow, he's leaner than me. Okay. Oh, he, we call him Stick Boy, but he started kickboxing <laughs> with me. So I'm glad that you're telling me this so I can kind of... So you know, watch him and, and I did a uh, whole episode on this. Actually, my anniversary episode of 250, I, I told everybody about what went down. I was doing Facebook lives from the hospital because I believe in sharing all this stuff because everybody thinks that I'm the crazy, you know, bulletproof, you know, adrenaline junkie health and fitness nut. I've been told by friends of mine. And I said, well, thank you, but I'm still human and I can injure myself. And I thought I was being self-aware. I thought I was paying attention to the body. All, everything I knew about anti-inflammatory, I put it in motion and the injury was already done. I didn't know. And then I, I had it for three weeks. I just, I kept thinking I was getting a chest cold and I'm like, well, I don't get sick. You know, I started doing teas and herbs and everything else. And finally my chiropractor, I went back in for another session and right after I competed at a CrossFit competition with the collapsed lung, didn't know it. Um, and I told her, I was like, yeah, that cough is still there. And she's like, listen, here's a script for an x-ray. I need you to go in. I want to see what's going on inside. Well, sure right. enough, I went for the x-ray, and they're like, we need to send you to the ER. You you have a 35% collapsed lung, and wow. it's life-threatening. Wow. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Yeah, and that's just an <laughs> example, too, of kind of being connected to your body and knowing what's going on. And if yeah. you need emergency care, go. Right. So there, there but... you go. The MDs were needed, right? And they end actually, yeah, they end up actually having to do surgery on me. They actually had to cut yeah. a top layer of my lung off. I've never had surgery for stuff like that ever. But uh, – 
you know. Yeah, I've never had a surgery either, but I better stop saying that. I don't want to tempt fate. So. Well, I, I, I mean, right now, all the incisions have healed. I have four points and they, they cut through my rib cage. And, uh, but I, I've healed super fast because of a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I've inflammation that falls away because they wanted me to take drugs. I would not take oxy. I did agree to take something called tramadol, which is like super entry level, just to help me yeah. sleep a couple of days because there was yeah. so much pain. And then yeah. they put me and on you a, know, it's in, yeah. and when it comes to pain meds, what I always tell people is take them for the short period time of time that you need so that you can sleep and heal. Because I have a friend who's an integrated practitioner, and he's a kite surfer, ah. and he went up in the air, and the wind dropped, and he just broke Oof. the heck out of his leg. And I was he like, slammed Dude, down what pretty are they hard. having on? Yeah, he fell really hard and you know he took them for a short time and weaned himself on it off and then he hit the anti-inflammatories yeah. hard after that and you know and you have the pain for three or four days and then it's gone and you know that's a great time to harness the power of pharmaceuticals i'm totally not anti-pharmaceutical but there's a time and place for them well, for my, sure. my, my biggest concern was the impact to my gut biology because i'm such the health nut i'm doing all these things like you and i are talking about today to stay yeah. healthy right? Because my brain health does matter to me and I want my gut health to stay. And I'm like, I was worried about the pharmaceutical impact. Yeah, we that. can talk about that. So um, unfortunately, a lot of drugs and even things that are over the counter that people think are harmless, mm. like ibuprofen and all these, you know, acetaminophen and all these uh, painkillers. acetaminophen, yeah, right. It's just really bad for your gut bacteria. So, you know, when I just have, if when I get a headache once in a blue moon that I cannot bear, I will break down and take a painkiller. But here. otherwise, but it's got to be like a couple times a yeah, year. If that. Yeah. So yeah. So the deal is this: if you're on antibiotics or you've been taking those, you want to make sure you're reseeding the gut properly. And this is what you have to keep in mind: most probiotics that you get at the drugstore aren't any good. Thank you. Some of them are Gros dead. Grocery store stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. you want to look for things that are spores. They're called spores, and there's a lot of different brands out there. I'm sure you have your favorites. Mega Spore is one of mine. Well, I don't take a ton uh, of them, right? I mean, I'm not like a regular user. No, you take them after you, right. you know, for two weeks after you've taken antibiotics or. So do you support things like the? Was it? Because um, I'm researching it now because I've never actually had done a full blown gut panel, and I was looking at you. Was it Ubiome or? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Is, like, do you recommend one? Is there? I actually recommend going through a practitioner though, because I don't know how U Biome stacks up to the GI map. Okay. They're Back probably the different because, okay. like, U Biome and Twenty Three and Me, totally different than the like the Twenty Three and Me. I did the epigenetics. That's a seventy-five page report. It tells me if I'm at risk for Alzheimer's. It tells me if I can process coconut oil. It tells oh, yeah. me. Wait. how I sleep and everything. But the 23andMe test isn't going to tell you a lot of that stuff. So it just depends on how deep you want to go. The tests in terms of price vary maybe $50. I rather go with the ones that the practitioners recommend. So I don't know about the U-Biome because um, yeah. I haven't had as much experience with it. I did do the initial one and the U-Biome I did only tells you which flora is in your gut. It doesn't tell you if there's parasites. It's funny you brought but 23 the GI map does, yeah. So so you, that test you're referring to was what 23andMe told you, right? Well, or... I, I seem to remember also doing Ubiome, but that just tells you what kind of flora are in your gut, the good ones. And the GI map will tell you if you have a parasite. If I had overgrowth of Streptococcus, Staphylococcus, and uh, Campylobacter, which is from chicken, it's kind of yeah. like Salmonella. Yeah. So um, I am not sure, but see, Ubiome may have different 
levels of those tests, but I always recommend just checking in with someone who's a functional medicine practitioner. I love that because we and aired... the testing wasn't expensive. The whole thing was eight hundred bucks to do everything. So well, that's not bad because I did the twenty three and Me God a year ago, and a doctor I've had on the show multiple times. Have you heard of Doctor Anthony J? He's a geneticist. No. Oh, guy's awesome. So he's doing research right now with the uh, the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Uh, but this guy, it's funny because earlier, earlier when you, you know, I started chatting, yes, if I was a hunter, cause I was a former firefighter and all that. Uh, but the guys, you watch him on Instagram and he's out there with camo and he, he, you know, he, he goes and hunts wild game for his family. Like he's that pure. Yeah. <laughs> but he does yeah. as a The service. original grass fed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, okay. That's, that's, that's awesome. legit. It's not, not been tainted yeah. by factory farming. And, and that's the most humane too. But one of his services is he's the author of, um, Oh God, it's not epigenetics, but he's a geek about epigenetics. Um, I'm just blanking on it right now. It'll pop back in. But he, one of his services is he's like, oh Scott, he's like, he's like, let's do a live. We did a Facebook live podcast where we we're actually live everything, and I had already sent him my raw data file. So here's a hack I've mentioned on other shows: people can export your raw data out of the 23andMe. So even right. if you and here's your bigger hack: you don't have to pay for the health data component like I did for that was 50 bucks more because when they do the swab. They do everything, and everything is sitting in the raw data file. Then when you pay for the health data, then they unlock those data results and show them to you. Ah, So he's okay. like, Scott, you could have just okay. bought the cheap like gen uh, genetic background version. Oh, that's like such a great bucks. thing to tell people. I right. didn't know that. Okay, because that's how my report was because I did – I forget his last name, but Mansour is like a leading guy in epigenetics, and I did it with him. Hmm. And the report came, and I was like, oh, I was blown away because it was so thorough. Well, I loved it because he does a – obviously, he doesn't do what you're talking about, the full GI panel, but he takes the raw data file and then, then does a supplemental and chemicals analysis based on your DNA. And he prefers to also have a blood panel with that if you have a blood yeah. results. Yeah, and then he sure. puts together a whole, we did a whole review of my health based on that data and his analysis and showing me uh, key supplements that genetically would might work best for me. Like now I never took glutathione before and now I yeah. take a glutathione. And it's yeah, the great. other thing, yeah. And the other thing you might discover, which I discovered through doing all this testing is that I have a mutation. I'm a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> And the mutation is that I have trouble manufacturing or my my vitamin D hormone levels are just, they don't function properly. Okay. So I can eat foods with vitamin D. I can go in the sun. I can take a supplement out the wazoo, but I just, I have trouble manufacturing that. So I have to be very careful to make sure that I'm doing all those things in tandem and I'm getting into the sun. Wow. And, you know, I'm in Hoboken and it's a very dark, cold winter and I traditionally get it blue is. in the winter. And every time I'd go to my regular doctor, she'd be like, why is your vitamin D so low? I'd be like, I don't know. Like, you know, because I'd get the sun in the summer and it's supposed to store in your body, you know, because it's a fat soluble vitamin. Hmm. But man, it's just because I have this mutation and my whole family has it. So I have to be extra attentive with supplementation, being in the sun to make sure that hormone triggers. No, it makes perfect sense. And real quick, just to close out Anthony J. So his book, which is popular for, for females especially too, but also males, is, is called Estrogeneration. So oh, he's obsessed about removing plastics. And, and obviously, I, I, again, I know you're going to reinforce this, right? Gut biology, hello. You know, microwaving things in plastic so bad. Yeah. And I actually have a hard time based on my genetics processing 
um, you know, estrogens that come from plastic. Mm. So that's something you have to be really careful. So we changed to all glass containers here because when I saw that in my genetic makeup and, you know, these plastics are just bad for you any, anyway, but that also includes putting stuff in plastic bags, just storing saran it, wrap. Right? Yeah. Yes, especially if things are hot. So I always tell people to sort in the pot, get a couple of those little Le Creuset's, get some glass containers, make sure everything is, is BPA-free or just plastic-free in general. Well, that's something he and, taught me about was the the leaching factor, right? Like, you know, like, well, I'm not storing stuff for like weeks or weeks on end. He's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, plastic is plastic is plastic. I don't care if it's BPA, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's still plastic. And he's like, especially if you heat it. Or radiate it like a lot of people do with microwaves. You can safely, yeah, very bad. if you're a microwaver, fine, but you can safely microwave on glass. So, or in a mug, a ceramic yeah. mug. Yeah, I, I tell people that all the time. But we have such a high toxic load from the mercury and other things that are in our water, in our air, in our earth. So, we, you know, you want to just try to be balanced about this stuff without driving yourself bonkers. And I also tell ladies to detox their makeup. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff with essential oils where instead of using a very toxic, toxic makeup remover, I'll use a little coconut oil and put a little lavender in it. Oh, I got some rollers <laughs> right here. A fellow, yeah. a fellow yogi friend of mine that every Friday now we actually do yoga at my client's office and oh, it's, her, awesome. it's her sister. And she's like, oh, I have some rollers for you. I'm like, what's a roller? Because <laughs> I, I did yoga and used to live in Colorado. I'm, I know yoga. And she's like, well, now she's a geek about the oils. And she's like, oh, rollers. I'm like, you mean like a like a mobility thing. And she's like, no, as in you just roll the oils right onto your skin. And yeah. And they're full of antibacterial compounds. So mm -hmm. they can, you know, whisk away if you swim in a public pool and you're worried about getting fungus on your skin. And you know, that's what essential oils are for. You can use them for all of that kind of stuff to calm, to soothe for your makeup practices, do it yourself makeup. I have a do it yourself deodorant that even survives through kickboxing for me. Really? So. That's impressive. <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, I studied martial arts as a kid yes. and I used to sweat my butt off. So yeah. So, you know, there's just so many wonderful things. And I always tell people, just change one thing at a time. Don't drive yourself crazy and little by little. And, you know, I always tell people, research this stuff. It's it's there. That's a great tip that you just tossed in there quick because we are coming towards the end of your show. I, I want to pause on that. The whole, like, do one thing at a time. People do so many massive changes and shifts in one time because they think they're going to rebuild their life. But then you don't actually know what's working and what's not. And then you get overwhelmed by that. And then you give up on everything. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you have to like treat yourself like a science experiment almost, right? Like monitor these shifts and changes. Yeah. And once you start doing your cleansing, and this is true of when you're cleansing and moving things in the home. Now, if it comes to like, you know, doing things like I talked about in my book, where you're just sprinkling a little adaptogenic herb like turmeric or reishi mushroom mm, in your turmeric. smoothie and you're meditating, hey, go for it. But, you know, the idea is when it's a big thing like you're feng shuiing your house or you're getting rid of toxic practices in your makeup and all that kind of stuff, one thing at a time, wait a week, see how you feel you might see a huge difference and that's where you know oh maybe i have trouble with this eyeliner or this plastic or maybe it's about getting rid of a toxic person in your life we've True. all had that and you do one change at a time because the mind is not that elastic it can be elastic but when you make too many changes sometimes 
it's very hard for your brain to adapt to all the changes and it can cause you to feel very pressured. And this is also reason why you want to turn off social media at the end of the night, not have too much TV or too much noise, just to kind of read tune in because read a book, you know, and just, you know, I was doing that thing, the, um, the life changing magic of tidying up where you totally revamp your whole house. And, or like I just did in my home um, studio office, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think skydivers <laughs> like me and you can handle it. But I think like people that also people who have kids, like I wouldn't recommend doing that. Like you want to do that in small steps. Even in the book, she's like, do the entire house over the whole weekend. I'm like, I don't know about that. First of all, but, you know, this is my fiance's house first. Like we decided to have me move in here and me flipping this room like freaked her out a little bit because she's just like, no, it's always been laid out that way. She's like, I've allowed you to add your stuff in. And I'm like, just trust me. I'll handle it. Don't worry about it. You'll, it'll be better when I'm done. Just because <laughs> some people, they struggle with change. So Yeah. And that's also how you keep those healthy, healthy habits permanently is you make the small change, you wait a couple of weeks, and then maybe you're going to explore the world of uh, plant-based eating or go into adaptogenic herbs, or you start to think, um, oh, you know, maybe I want to cut grains out of my life and it's one by one by one and also cost wise it's a little bit gentler on the pocketbook you know yes. and all these things you all you want to move essentially to all the great stuff that we talked about in this interview you want to have this all tapped down eventually but this might take you six months to a year to get this all done and that's okay but you know you're moving towards being healthier and you're in that mindset of, of taking steps each and every day to, to to be better and to feel better well i've already got one thing i'm adding to my list I love using slow cookers and oh, I, I, ladies and great. gentlemen, again, that's why we put this on YouTube too, but I was doing a lot of screen sharing during the show and she's got a whole section for books and articles on body and soulalchemy.com. And one of our other books here is healing slow cooker. And everybody's all about the, uh, what's the new thing now? The pot. The instant pot. The instant I pot. use that for my bone broth. I love it too. And you See, can that's what I need to do. I yeah. need to fix because everybody's like, oh no, it's so much faster with the instant pot. Cause I make my own bone broth too. Yeah. And because that was my hack, by the way, when I was in the hospital is that I was worried about the hospital nutrition. Oh, yeah. So I said, baby, I was like, we, I went back to the way it was when I was a kid. I found a local ranch here in Pennsylvania. So that way it's sustainable farming. It's sustainable animals. He only, you know, births and raises what people put deposits on down a year plus in advance. So my cow that's in my freezer was, I know it was grass fed. It was only raised for that purpose. Um, and you know the animal's probably happier too. I feel like that oh the God, emotional yeah. energy goes in there as well, and that gets that into is the a huge, huge part of it is the emotional energy, especially our, how is the animal being brought to its end? You know, yeah, because that stuff gets retained right. into the muscle tissue. Uh, but I love slow cooking, and everybody's like, "Oh man, once you get a, a InstaPot, your bone broth days are going to be amped up." But I had my fiance yeah. bringing me bone broth and slow cooker meat every single day and veggies because, no offense in the hospital system, they're the food wasn't that good. So, <laughs> well, with the instant pot, if you want to translate any of the slow cooker recipes, usually the, on the pressure cooker setting, it's 20 to 30 minutes per five to six hours, oh, okay. but you have to decrease the liquid. If you're going to pressure cook by about a cup to two cups, depending on the recipe, otherwise okay. it comes out watery. So your, so your book can cross over then. Okay. Yes, it can. Does but this that's mean you're going to add another book to your list, by the way, in the next year or so? You're going to add a, a Instapot that keeps going crazy like this? 
Yeah, I definitely want to do another book after the alchemy. I try to do at least one book or something for myself every year. And I usually do two or three practitioner books a year. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I write a lot, but definitely I'm going to think about, yeah, but who knows, there'll be something else out, some really cool tech tool out next year that we'll be crooning over for sure. Oh, and real quick, cause I want to respect your time. Do you have a minute or two as we bring the show to a close? I don't want to yes, step on another show. Sometimes, you know, you guys are doing back to back podcasts like I do. I don't know. Uh, I, my next one's not for an hour, but yeah, I, no another worries. thing I loved real quick, cause I'm a marketing guy and I'm sure your husband had something to do with this. Really? 50 shades of kale. Really? Oh, <laughs> Okay. I actually wrote that with an integrated psychiatrist who believes in food. I, I love it because yeah. obviously 50 shades are great keywords. So <laughs> he, the psychiatrist actually thought of that, but no surprise. Psychiatrists are pretty twisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so that this was is a, a whole cookbook point. on utiliz utilizing kale in different ways. Yes. Yes. And we actually shot that at his family farm. So he grew Ooh. up on a farm in Indiana and I did the food styling and he did the pictures of, he tied up all this kitchen equipment and you can't see them here, but they right. look like little kitchen bondage tools. And he did that. And I did all the food styling <laughs> for the book and we did really well for this book, but this was, you know, a book that is tongue in cheek, but we talk a ton about brain health in it. We talk about glucosinolates, which are the really important sulfur compounds that detoxify the entire body and mm. why kale, it's not a fad, man. It's like one of the best freaking foods for you. But we have, you know, there's vegetarian recipes, there's meat stuff in there. We talk about how to do meat healthier, how to do eggs better, you know, and that, that, that book is a nice way to, to make it fun, but also sneak in a lot of what I talk about with, you know, functional medicine and integrated medicine practices. I, I think these are, these are just great. I mean, the fact that you're writing that many books is at a whole different level. I'm just trying to finish my first one. I mean, it's written. I just have to finish editing it. So I'm, I'm probably oh, that's gonna, the hard part. We, yeah, we're getting yeah. we're getting married in a few weeks. Uh, oh, congratulations! Uh, so, thank you. Yeah, but I, I might take it with me as a side project if I have time between all the skiing we're going to be doing because we're not having a normal wedding. So we're skydivers. Uh, we're uh, we're doing heli skiing in, oh, in my Banff, gosh. Canada. Wow. So uh, oh my gosh, my suggestion to you is just hire an editor and just have them I do know. it. So you can it's live just, your life in peace. I've, I've actually had editors on the show. Well, the problem is this. Real quick. I, I, my hack was I voice transcribed the whole book Sorry. during my travels because I can't sit down and write. I shouldn't say can't. I just don't want to. And I'm a podcaster. So I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I just get a voice transcription app when I'm in the car or in an airport? I'll just talk. So now yeah. it's just going back and just building the structure because I can't hand it off to an editor as is because I should at least give them the, the flow and the paragraphs that I feel and then they can improve upon it. But I, I'm, I'm willing to take feedback. If you're saying editor is a way to go, then, then you know. I might yeah, have to give consider in. it. There's a lot of freelance editors out there that would love that job. So, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I have a one friend. She's an entrepreneur who helps entrepreneurs living with health problems. Um, I'm just blank. I think it's oh, her business is called Sick Biz, and um, that'd be interesting. Maybe you could get you. I have to get you on that show too. Oh, uh, I would love She's always that. trying to help yeah. inspire because she lives with a condition as well, and she's always trying a lot of pain, and she's always yeah. trying to help other entrepreneur minded people or people living with severe health issues inspire yeah. them to say, listen, you don't, even if you are stuck in your home, you can still build a business or build something. And, uh, and she's, she's written and co-authored and ghost written and edited and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. And you know, awesome. you still have to follow what you're meant to do in this life. You know, even though we all have challenges, I mean, some of us come from, 
you know, backgrounds of extreme poverty or abuse or illness or, you know, but you got to do what the heart, what the soul and heart wants. And yeah, that's amazing. So I can't wait for your book. We have to talk about that. I want to hear more about it. It'll, it's a story of uh, my transition of becoming a hotshot and obviously afterwards, but obviously just the, the life lessons learned that I want to inspire the people that, because a lot of people don't know what a hotshot is. So it's, <laughs> and a guy who was born in Jersey that went West to go do that. People are like, They've never, they never had an East Coast person on the firefighting crew. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. Hot, hot shots don't exist. There's only, I think there's only one hotshot crew on the East Coast and that's in Virginia. Hot shots are the elite of wildland firefighters and they're in all the dry, hotter climates. Right. So I, right. I was well, based in Arizona. That makes sense for California. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's crazy. So anyway, uh, but if you ever, if you, I, every, every time I bring a new co-host on, I always try and think who I can get them connected with and get some of the biggest Oh my gosh, that's so lovely. So I think I want to connect you, if you're game, with, with Hillary. Yes, yes, um, I would love to. So, because her absolutely. podcast is newer, but I love what she's doing. No, absolutely. Connect us. Yeah. I love to talk about what I do and any way it can be of service. I mean, this is, this is why I became a healer, you know, to help people. And, and a lot of if people don't know what you do or they don't hear or they don't know about you. How, how are you going to help? So this is why modern tech is so important. Podcasting, television, Facebook, all these things are yeah. you know, important. Sharing is definitely caring. That's why I like yes. to say, I use that all the time. I, I use that to justify my live, my lives from the hospital bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's here to share. So, all right. We've had some fun today. I, I have my action item. I want to get you shared with Hillary of sick biz. Cause I think you'll have a lot of fun and I think your reach and your impact will be very, very powerful for those up and coming entrepreneurs who are living with certain you know, major conditions. So yeah. And I understand where they are because a lot of the practitioners I work with have healed them, themselves from chronic illness. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's, that's a great connection. And I, you know, I can definitely speak to how do you deal with chronic illness and be an entrepreneur? Well, I love it. So listen, as we close the show out, you get actually some of the final words. So is there a way to kind of actually, yes, you're doing so much with alchemy. Is there an all encompassing message above and around everything you've done, you know, 24 books, two different sites, coaching. I mean, what is your big picture? What do you want to leave behind for the listeners? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just want people to have, to be able to heal themselves, you know, that people that are suffering to understand that you have to heal holistically to really heal properly. So that's why mind body medicine is such a huge you know, platform for me and why I support functional and integrated medicine. And I work with, um, you know, these, these amazing healers and doctors. And really that's what I want to teach people because I didn't really heal from my illnesses until I healed them in the body and the emotions and in the mindset. And when you do that, you just, your energy, everything goes up so that you can follow your, what your life's purpose is and, or just, you know, have a happy family life. Just enjoy your life. I mean, that is, that is the message. And, you know, once people, and this is why there's such a trend in holistic health now, is people are starting to understand this. This is what lifestyle medicine is. It is functional medicine. It is holistic health. Um, but you just have to make sure you're doing it the correct way, that you're not giving weight to one more than one or the other. Because in traditional medicine, they think it's all about the body. But now through placebo and everything else we've learned through science, as well and through spiritual practices mindset these special plant foods i call them plant healers that mm -hmm. heal people you know it's got to be done in tandem you got to give each part an equal you know equal player and in stop the using those pharmaceutical band-aids <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's just, maybe it's about eventually weaning off pharmaceuticals that you need for right now, which is okay. But when you go deeper, that's how you heal the root causes through these three. And that's where you see all these symbols with the triangle and all these spiritual things. The circle is the person or the body and the triangles, the body, the emotions or the soul and the mind or the spirit. And this was the old alchemical formula. You know, you see all this stuff. Everyone's talking about alchemy, alchemy, and it seems magical because this incredible amount of energy is unlocked when you heal on these three in these three areas but it's not magical it's the way humans are made and once we understand that and we start healing on that level that's where we get our vitality back and that is magical so oh, I, I love it and actually real quick i i zoomed in on your site because obviously <laughs> your circle and your triangle is a big part of your yeah. brand because it's in your logo so yes, yes. I, I a little t little touch of veggies in there a little yeah. leaf and action. alchemy is everywhere i'll tell you that right now harry potter is 100 percent based on alchemy the woman who who came up with that series she was a hardcore alchemist so you're seeing this everywhere newton was an alchemist einstein was an alchemist they all studied this and they knew the power of the mind and of the emotions over the body and over your health so yeah so that's why you know you take a look in every area start slow mm -hmm. and work your way up and uh you know start to unlock some of that healing i love it well listen hang tight i want to give you a private goodbye off the air ladies and gentlemen we've definitely hit a lot on alchemy today so if you have not used that buzzword enough in your life hopefully we have passed that on today so again make sure you check her out at bodyandsoulalchemy.com especially if you know some fellow prof professionals out there that want to get a little more knowledge and maybe start adding some new uh, courses into their workload and uh, also make sure you check out the cookbook obviously superfoodalchemy.com and again all this stuff will be linked in the show notes like we always do on livethefuel.com so don't worry about that but again you know, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. She hit heavily on it today, ladies and gentlemen. Again, healthy lifestyle, balancing business, balancing the struggles of entrepreneurship. Uh, this is what we're all about. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.